We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Welcome to Light Years, the post-game after the Wolves debacle slash 49ers positive draft. Very conflicted feelings here. So let's start with the positive um, because when we get into the Warriors, it's going to get pretty negative. So (laughs) I feel like uh, by now everyone's aware the Warriors took Trey Lance. Um, I wish the Warriors took Trey Lance. Shit. Maybe that's what they should have done with the second pick. (laughs) Maybe they should have done that with the second pick. (laughs) Touche, my man. Touche. Yeah, so the Niners took Trey Lance. And I feel like the most relevant part of it for us to discuss is just how well they smokescreen the media. Because to me, it's like we have two organizations here, both – playing the media one's playing the media to sell positive PR and tell us that it's uh you know everything's going to be good when Clay's back next year and oh my god how are they hitting these threes I mean they sound like a 2017 Giants broadcast where they get surprised that other teams can hit home runs that's what it sounds well I I, I'm Fitz made me more mad than the game itself that was pathetic I I really only watched the second half I I didn't bother with the first but let's start with it was it was the same thing it was the same thing the whole way through I'll put it that way but yeah (laughs) the whole season the whole season um but the uh the the Trey stuff was before we get to the media stuff I you're not a Niners fan Sam but I feel like like you care as much about this draft pick and really what goes on with with Bay Area sports as much as Niners fans like maybe you don't care like if the Niners lose no, or I not, do so. I like them yeah. I like them the minute, yeah the minute the Raiders left any like I got a little soft spot for them just because I grew up but like nah yeah they're, they're gone anyway with that said there's only one I, football team in the Bay Area so that's one left it. well there was going to be zero if, if they had gone forward with uh with what the media was saying that they were going to take I mean I, I was guys I was people follow on Twitter, also on Twitter, I was petrified. I was, I've been up at 1 a.m. every night for the past week or so. Oh, you've been, getting the mid, you've been getting the midnight sweats over Mac Jones? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> dude, petrified. Uh, my friends my friends are scared. Everyone was like, not even like football fans were getting scared about this. It's just like, what's going on with this stuff? So when if I, I, I decided not to check my phone for 10 minutes when the Niners are on the clock just to say, hey, like, I don't need Adam Schefter to ruin this for me. I want to hear from Roger Goodell. Um, and I, I, you know, Sam, I was rooting for Justin Fields. Uh, I felt like he was better. Not that I know anything, but Trey Lance, cool, right? Uh, he seems like someone that's athletic and all that stuff. And, you know, it seems like he's a good pick. Now, 
the more interesting part of this, what you mentioned, is that, like, do you feel, though, because I want to push back on this part, do you feel that Mac Jones stuff was a smokescreen at all? Because a smokescreen would imply that the Niners threw that out there because they wanted to, I don't know, Zach Wilson to fall. Maybe Zach Wilson was number one. Mess, point, mess right? with people, mess with people yeah. a little bit. Like, they're trying to hide their intentions. I personally do think it was, and let me tell you why. Hmm. There, there's just not a single mock draft. There, there was just no one who had Mac Jones going in the top five. Not so it just didn't make, didn't make sense to me. Like, you don't trade up to the top five to get a guy who you could get at 12. Now, if, if, if you were convinced you wanted Mac Jones, I get, like, trading to, like, seven or eight to guarantee sure. it, right? But, like, sure. when they traded up to three, I was just like, you know, maybe maybe they want Mac Jones. Maybe they'll trade back down to get him or something. But it just seemed to me they're always searching for someone with higher upside. The one thing I'll say about Trey Lance is um, he's the youngest quarterback of the bunch. So he's he's over a year younger than Justin Fields. I mean, he's closer in age to James Wiseman than he is to Trevor right. Lawrence. Think he about is that. Young. He, so, he is extremely young. So it's it's like the in some ways it's like uh you know like when baseball teams get like a 17 year old or something like that where you're just banking on the tools and the development but I like it because at least you know they got the guy with arguably the best tools in the draft and it's legitimately Kyle saying give me a guy with a plus arm strength athleticism work ethic and I can make him a quarterback I just yep. did not I could not handle them like trading up and taking a guy who most likely is going to be Kirk Cousins ish, which is like fine. But like, you don't, you know, if you're going to bet on yourself, bet on yourself that you can actually develop. I like Kyle Shanahan as a coach, because I feel like that's how he feels. I think his anger this Friday's, um, excuse me, Monday's presser was that he was annoyed that people pigeonhole him into Matt Jones. That's what he was pissed about. That's what it felt like to me. I don't know if he <laughs> cared. Like, I don't think he was like, oh, I, I want to smoke screen this. I, I think he was just sitting there like, you guys really fucking think I sit here and I want Mac Jones? I trade number 12. I get it. You think, you think I'm going here going, forget that arm strength. It's, Give me for, five yard completions. <laughs> right? Like, the guy can't move. Mac Jones can't. He moves like you and I. You know, maybe a little better, but like he's sitting there thinking, you guys definitely really a little think, better than me, just to be clear. <laughs> you guys really think I'm sitting, and I'm not going to pick the guy that runs over DBs, runs over linebackers, runs a four five forty, whatever Lance does, right? And has an like, absolute cannon of an arm. He could probably flick at sixty yards, right? He's, he, I, I feel like he sat there and said, "You guys, from the moment we made this trade, thought that we moved up for Mac Jones, and that's what pissed them off for a month." I think like that's where the frustration came in. Now I think. I want to yeah. I want to throw this in there. Uh, when I was watching the press conference, and maybe this is me projecting, but I also saw a dude who's like, I know I can't say anything because I need to keep a stone face for three more days till the draft, but it's killing me that I can't um, that I can't just correct you. Like he knew the job wasn't <laughs> done. You know, like haven't we all been there where you're just like, I just need to keep my mouth shut for yeah. three more days. That's how it felt to me. Like a surprise I, birthday party or something. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're getting, like when, like when someone's complaining to you, it's like, you're not going to do anything for my birthday. And you're just like, I should keep it to myself for three yeah. more. And, and I feel like you agree where like they knew who they're going to pick when they made the trade. At, at least they had a leader on, uh, on the board. They had a number one when they made that trade. Like this was not, the other thing I get annoyed about is people report this stuff like this is a horse race. Like Trey Lance, oh, they might change their mind this weekend. Right, this might be so. That's not. I just no. What I just don't mean? believe. I just don't yeah. believe you're giving away three years of first round picks, uh, and then you're just like making a decision like, oh man, I didn't like him, but you see his wonderlick score. Okay, I'm, let's do it all Thank on you. red. Like you know, like it just doesn't make sense to me. It, um, if he, if he now, if he like bombed the test, if he for some reason was injured, something popped up where in his past that didn't work up. But, but like that stuff you should already know before you make the trade. That's the other stuff, right? And so the the annoyance that I think a lot of the people, a lot of the fans, Matt's fans were saying, it was, this doesn't make any sense. If you look at it from any perspective and we feel like this was reported, like it was fact for some reason. And we just, for a team that never leaked, you know, opposite of the Warriors, you do get some leaks from the Warriors. 
it just didn't make sense. Why the Warriors, said, why the Warriors are doing the opposite thing where they're leaking to try to control the narrative, which is worrisome in a million different other ways. So, we'll, guys, we'll get to the Warriors game in like two minutes. So we really do appreciate you. But, you know, it just feels weird to not talk about the draft and everything right now. Also, probably the only way I'm going to be semi-calm getting through the Warriors game. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is, to me, I feel like this is underreported. Or, well, it's not reported. Undersaid. Every team is on shutdown because of the pandemic. So they get to literally, like, who in the media is actually in facilities? Who actually has access? Like, you're really seeing who has sources right now. And it's, you're starting to see like very few people do because it's, it's very easy to smoke screen and control the thing when I'm not, I'm just throwing names out there, but like Mayoko, those guys are like, they can't even get inside the facility, you know, like typically like if you're hanging around the locker room, you notice stuff, you talk to people, you create relationships. Now everything's done by text. Are they, do they really have significantly more access than like Andy Lou? You know, like, come on, like, that's like, on some level, that's that's kind of a, uh, it makes it easier for teams also to, to I, smoke. I think outside of that, there's just a lot of people that just don't have the access that pretend they do too. Like, I'm with you, but I think a lot of this stuff is where you have a job to do and you want to make it as interesting as possible. And I understand that that's what we do as well. Uh, but I think that with this team, just if you don't know, you don't know. Like, I think. The most interesting part to me, again, was after that presser, everybody writes, whoa, oh, wow, that presser must be, they're defensive because it's Matt Jones. They're sitting there, they know the fan reaction, right? They know it's Mac, so they're going to sit there and they're pissed off, so it must be Mac. And, and, and that feels more to me like, okay, you're guessing like Andy Liu. You're guessing like everybody in this chat right now, everybody who's listening to us can make the same guesses, right? There's really... There's really nothing different from the actual reporters there. And I think we get the most angry when we listen to them tell the fans that, well, why are you correct? Mac Jones. That's the part that makes us angry. Yeah. And so this is a perfect transition point to the Warriors who just had. No, probably not. Well, up there with one of their worst <laughs> losses of the season. I'm losing track of what their worst loss of the season is. Correct. That's where we're at right now. But it's like just hearing people saying like fans are entitled like come on man that's not what's going on here fans expect to not be gaslit by the media and by the team they expect to not have fits telling them the sky is green when they can see the sky is blue and that's what broadcasts are these days in general like fits is just out here saying wait till clay comes back and it's like man not only is that false it's also completely unfair to clay thompson the dude tore his ACL and his Achilles back to back. I think Clay is going to probably get back to whatever a hundred percent of what he's capable of is, but like you are, you're lying. If you think he's going to be the guy we saw before the injury, you know, like you're just, you're just kicking the can down the road and trying to convince people to believe in like delusional stuff. And that's kind of what annoys me. It is it is fair to say, hey, Clay would make this a better team, and Clay, the of fact course that he, he can't, and and he and the fact that he can't play anyone who could shoot can't win, yeah. right? Like that, that's all fair. It is not fair to, though to bring that up when the Minnesota Timberwolves made twenty threes tonight because, hey, that's how basketball is played nowadays. They, they just they drive, they kick, they shoot a lot of threes. Maybe sometimes from shooters that can't really shoot, hence like Ricky Rubio. On some nights they make threes, right? And what I always hear from Fitz from from every single game is that. The Warriors, when they're not shooting well, should go take it to the hole or shoot more mid-range or that type of stuff. And 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 that has never made sense to me. The NBA because it's because it's, it's not true because he's, not, he's pushing yeah. he's pushing some like 1990s dogma at us. And it's like, no, what the Warriors need to do is encourage people to shoot more threes and shoot with confidence. Correct. Did you see a single Wolves player? Correct. Pump fake. A three-pointer? No, you saw it go straight up. You saw McLaughlin, who is barely an NBA player, shoot with confidence. You saw uh, Hernan Gomez, who's your Hernan Gomez. Yep. Yeah, Hernan Gomez, who's your quintessential Omri Caspi. Like he yep. can shoot, but like if you get in, give him a green light, and he'll probably shoot around forty percent. 
get in his head, he's going to do whatever the hell Omri Caspi did with the Warriors in 2018. You know, like he's that type of player. You got, you got like guys like Anthony Edwards, like he's obviously going to be a volume shooter, but like you don't want to look at the confidence Anthony Edwards plays with and look at what we watched with James Wiseman until the injury happened. To me, that is epitome of all the Warriors problems. They're questionable at best at scouting. And then when they do find talent, I'm not sure they know how to develop it. I think the only thing they know how to do is take veteran players and put them into a scheme. Like, yeah, it's easy when you have Andre Godala or quite frankly, Wiggins probably fits this too. Like they've gotten the most out of Wiggins, but Wiggins is in year seven and he knows how to play hoop to a certain level. Like, yeah, he's going to take those mid range shots that Andy loves, <laughs> but um. <laughs> He de- he definitely like knows what he's doing. It's a great point. On some level, great point. Like, do they do they know how to empower a young player to play with confidence? Because I I don't see that at any point. capacity. And and I see that we we just watched a bad young team play with confidence and just beat them. That's I mean you just said it, everything that that I wanted to say or have we also said Mike D'Antoni is one of my favorite coaches because he gets fringe players to become decent shooters enough. And you can argue that it's just a regular season. Hey, you know what? The Warriors 500 right now. Actually, they might even be a game under. And it's the regular season. They need to make the postseason, right? The the veteran stuff that you talk about is true. And and maybe Steve Kerr is, does that better than any play, any coach in the league, too, right? If you give him veteran players and manage egos, manage personalities, he's better than everyone that you have in the NBA outside of maybe Pop. But if you're talking about putting together young players and confident guys where you need them to fit to play basketball, how it's played in 2021, it becomes tougher. That's a tough conversation. And also, he's just never done it before. Never. In his career, I, so I that agree. becomes hard as well. And so that that's where it's like, you know, we say this every time. Being critical doesn't mean we're asking for everyone to get fired. It's just fix it. Acknowledge it's a problem <laughs> and work towards fixing it. Because it's it's just getting annoying to watch the same mistakes over and over again. And if you can't fix it, then we have to have a different conversation. But we're not there yet. Um, to your point, yeah, this is the direction basketball is going. And it feels to me like the Warriors are doing that thing where they're like, well, if you know, we're worried about how this player is going to play in Game 7 of the conference finals. It's like, buddy, you're the 10th seed in the West. Worry about getting out of the play-in first before – like. Step A is getting players to shoot with confidence. Step B, once you start doing that, is getting them to be a little smarter with their decisions. Would you agree with me? Like, that's the progression it should go. And it feels like they're doing the opposite thing. They're like, you can't shoot it until you've mastered the art of passing. And and most guys in the NBA are not going to master the art of, art of shooting either. And, and I'm with you on the confidence piece. So I, I agree with you. One thing I also want to throw out there is I want – I don't think defense is as important right now to this team reaching its potential than I think Steve Kerr thinks it is. There's a lot of, a lot of words. But uh, unless you have an elite, elite defense, which the Warriors have had for a long, long time, I just don't think it matters. I don't think that should be the priority. Before this game, Steve Kerr said, hey, I want this to be a great defensive game. Cool. Right? Like, awesome. They didn't play great defense. And Steve Kerr. The end, yeah. Well, I should mention this. Steve Kerr right now, by the way, I got a quote for you. Oh, boy. I told our team. If we had boxed out, we very easily could have won this game. And we didn't box out. I, <laughs> yes, they, they got our rebound. It almost doubled up on the defensive end. Uh, rebound. But, like, I just don't think that's as important as offense and, and being confident on offense in today's NBA. A lot of the players, like, if you watch James Wiseman, I, I try to boil it down at James Wiseman. James Wiseman plays best, even defensively and rebounding, when he's able to play well on offense. Easy shots, makes a three. Confidence. A couple of dunks. Confidence, right? Once he has that, he plays better on defense. Because, look, look, if you're Draymond Green, you're, you're going to be on a whole different fucking level on defense, right? But most guys in the NBA, if you try hard enough, it could be okay. And by the way, that's, that's kind of the thing that makes Draymond special. It's like he has this weird gift where, like, it doesn't matter what happened the possession before. He can lock in the next possession. Like, like he could literally curse out Steve Kerr and then, like, the next possession, he acts like nothing happened. Like, we've seen him do that all the time, right? Uh, but most guys aren't like that. Like you said, most guys, it's like, look good, feel good, play good, right? Like, if he, and, and then it goes the other way. If they, if they start losing their confidence, they stop doing 
they're late to the rebounds. They're late with the energy. You know, it, it would be nice if everyone was like Draymond where things didn't carry over, but that's kind of not how life works. Yeah. 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 That's it, it. I think it just comes. They just need, there's, there's more need for an easier offensive flow because it just makes players. It's more fun to play basketball that way. As much as like old coaches like to say defense first. I mean, even when I was growing up, it was always defense first, defense first. And it's true. But if you've got a young team and you want to develop guys, that's that's the way to go, man. Like, and, and I think it even, especially when they're gonna, let's say they keep Wiseman, let's say they draft Jalen Green. Like, what do you think Jalen Green cares about more, scoring the bucket or freaking or, or or making the nice help defensive play? Like, I get the I get the help defense. That's part of championship basketball, right? But if you want to develop these players into who they are, you got to have that balance. And I just don't know what they do today with some of those players that those players care about those things, you know, 2021 players are different. One, than one, yeah, exactly. And, and I agree with you. You have to coach to the players you have. Um, 20 year olds today are different than they were 20 years ago. And they're probably different than they're going to be in 20 years. Like culture changes. That's kind of how life works. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing I want to talk about before we get to callers is Andrew Wiggins. If we want to talk about rebounding, we have to be pretty honest about this one. It's Wiggins to me. Draymond and Looney are going to be guys who box out. Wiggins is too athletic to be out-rebounded by Steph Curry on the season. And this is kind of where I'm like, I understand the broadcast wants to sell us on like Wiggins being good and like it's in the Warriors' best interest to make him look good. But like, let's be real about it the Warriors got him from a negative player to like a kind of slightly above average player. He's not a player I consider keeping if I have anything reasonable on the table Four rebounds tonight. I mean, he should walk into eight. We love to talk about how Kelly Oubre is um, let's, let's just say uh, not the most cerebral player, but Kelly Oubre hits the glass hard every game. Like Kelly Oubre is going to get rebounds. Kelly Oubre, they may have won tonight if you switched Wiggins for Oubre because at least Oubre would have walked into like eight to 10 rebounds right there. And it's, it's just the same old Wiggins. Like he does some good things, but his negatives are, you know, someone asked, would I rather have Harrison Barnes or Andrew Wiggins? Is it even a question? Well, Which one do you'd right rather now, have? Well, right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a question. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, those are just kind of the things where it's like they need to get better at rebounding the ball. Well, don't sign guys who are – or don't go after guys who are like this timid. Like because Wiggins averaging four and a half rebounds on the season. Steph's averaging around six. Now, Steph's like a ball <laughs> hawk. He's always going to get – he rebounds out of the area. Steph's one of the best in the league at like getting, you know, long rebounds and stuff like that. But there's just no reason Wiggins – shouldn't be doing that because like Draymond we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use Indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Looney and those type of guys, they're going to box out their man, but someone has to get the goddamn ball. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you have the the Wiggins take today. I mean, I don't disagree. He had a good game offensively, but... Um, I, it shows the way he plays offense because how often does he do this on offense? Right? That's 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 kind of the crux of the problem is 
he doesn't do that on the defensive end and or at least uh rebounding and then on offense you get some of these games but not consistently enough but um i i think this is kind of what we know about Andrew Wiggins so i i'm o- i'm over that at this point because it's just like well i don't expect him to get those boards so i don't i can't get too mad about it at this point right um should we get some callers let's get to some callers yeah i appreciate your point by the way on Wiggins it's just kind of like it is who it is yeah Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash lightyears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Maxwell, what's up, man? Uh, Before I start, I want to talk about HB just for a second. Um, I think we as Warriors fans have... Uh, dogged him, and some of it is deserving. I mean, that three-game stretch in 2016 was terrible, but I think after having Wiggins this year, uh, it, it puts in perspective how just how much we took him for granted. Uh, he was a high IQ player, a good, def- a consistently good defender, and now look at him. He can create for himself. Uh, any Warriors fan that say they wouldn't rather have HB is just lying. Um, we, 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 we trash that man too much. We need to give him more respect. But I want to talk about, first of all, uh, the most dysfunctional team in sports, the Raiders, and how they're similar to the Warriors in that they care more about being the smartest team in the room as opposed to actually winning. Because, I mean, I mean, look at their last draft picks. They're picking guys that were projected to be in the second round just so they can say, oh, look how smart we are. And I think it's similar to the Warriors. I mean, you look at the Smiley, dra- smiley draft, the Rockets, they, they just stole two picks from us. And it's that kind of stuff. And in my opinion, it all starts with Steve. Uh, you know, Andy, you said he was one of the best coaches when we had high IQ players, uh, two top 10 players of all time. Well, even before Katie got there, a top 10 player of all time and two other all-stars. Jesus Christ, I can name you 15, 20, 70% of the coaches are going to be successful in that situation. And Sam, I understand you make the argument it's his system and – we were a first-round exit the year before with Mark. But let's not – Mark was arguably the worst coach in the league, and Steph, Clay, and Draymond were all already showing promise. I just think – Oh, I, just to be clear, I wasn't making that argument. I, I agree with you that I hate when people say, like, oh, you want Steve out? You want Mark Jackson back? Like, like those are the only two coaches in the world. Like, it's, it's one or the <laughs> other. Yeah, and I just think he, he gets a little too much credit – and, you know, he's going to make a tweet about social injustice and get 70,000 likes and it'll, it'll all be forgotten about. But and he, he will never get fired. I understand that. But there's got to be some. Uh, what's the word? Uh, not punishment. Uh, uh, just he needs to be held accountable. <laughs> accountability. I, yeah. Yes. I don't think he, he, he gets, gets held, held accountable at all. And, you know, I don't know about the X's and O's and stuff, but I can tell you this team does not want to play for him. Or at least it seems to me. I saw it uh, a lot in that Raptors game when we didn't have Steph and lost by 50. And I, I, I've seen it. I've seen it a lot since. And I, that's, that's, that's all I wanted to say. Great call. Um, one thought, one thought I have. I've actually, yeah. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think just one thought I have. Um, I, I will say Steph wasn't a top 10 player of all time before, before Steph got, uh, before Steve got here. Now he probably gets there anyway. I'm just saying Steve was part of that rise 
right? He was a big part of that rise to, to make him great off ball and on ball. Uh, but I'm with him every step of the way. Interesting point, though, Sam. Do you think that this team gets a little tired of, of Steve Kerr? Maybe they don't play as hard for him, or is that just – maybe that's not Steve Kerr's fault. I, I'm not sure what to feel about that. I've felt that way at times this season, but we also have to juxtapose it to limited bench and – a condensed season. So I always go back and forth. I have a hard time. Like, do I, do I feel like there's times where they tune Steve out? Like you can see it on Jordan Poole's face. You can see it on Draymond's face. Um, But I just don't know how much of it is also just part of the fact that this is a weird season and they have a incredibly thin bench. So I think, I think it's a little of each, but it's worth monitoring it. Yeah. One take I have, before you get the other guy on, it, it, the next person on is, I think Warriors fans could be called entitled sometimes. I think Steve Kerr is entitled. I think oh, that's not even, that's not even that are, a question. Like, yeah, not even. I, yeah, he wants players that are ready made, smart. I, I don't think I don't care. I don't think he wants them like super athletic or anything like that. But like, I think he wants ready made basketball players. And look, man, newsflash: sometimes you got to develop them yourself. Sometimes you got to coach them up yourself. And I think that's the entitled part. You don't get finished product, James Wiseman. You develop him into finished product, James Wiseman. And you got to figure that out. You don't always get a player like Andre Godala as a role player. The dude's been a <laughs> right. star in the past. Right. Like these are, these are kind of the things that um, I don't get lamenting over it because to me, it, it, they're a lot more like the regular NBA now. Anyway, to the next caller, Ben, what's going on, man? Yo, thank God it wasn't McCorkle. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm, even, I'm a Jets fan, I'm not even a 49ers fan. I I, I just want to say when I watch Wiggins' offense or defense, I'm just yelling at the screen two way, two way, two way Wiggs, man. <laughs> he can't rebound for shit. You're right about that. It's such a weird, it's such a weird experience watching him. I'm still in on this Warriors season for the memes, but I'm happy that the 49ers spared you, uh, Andy. <laughs> But. Appreciate the appreciate the call, Ben. <laughs> That's a good you know, one. I, I was like, I wanted Fields though, man. That was my guy. But I'll take Lance. You know, who knows? What do I know? It just couldn't be Mac. It just couldn't be. Fair enough. Could live. <laughs> Mike, what's going on, man? Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> well, <laughs> where do you want to start, <laughs> man? I okay. I'll be serious. My dead grandmother could get to the get into the paint on this team. Like it's it's so, so we're so soft in the middle. Like a rookie. I mean, he in the fourth quarter he was just getting whatever he wanted, and I just I don't understand that. I don't know what you guys think about that. I called the other night about Jordan Poole as well, and um, he 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 didn't add anything tonight. Uh, I think, you know, sometimes in life, you just have to take a look in the mirror. And, you know, we just don't have all the guys. We just don't have the team. You know, we we, we have Steph and some nights Draymond um, when he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, but, I, you know, it's just maybe it's just time to take a look in the mirror and just, hey, that's just the way it is. You know, they've been inconsistent all year. I hate to be down about it, but, you know, this is a team they should have beat easily. It, it, you know, if they lose tomorrow night, what do you say about that? You know, if they lose both games against New Orleans, you know, like these are all beatable teams. What do you, I think it's just time to take a look in the mirror and just, you know, do they deserve to be in the play-in tournament right now? And, you know, what are, you know, what far, do you guys think? Far past time that they looked themselves in the mirror, right? Like, like far past time. Would it surprise me if they lost yesterday? Honestly, like maybe they, sh- maybe they like shouldn't even be favored to win tomorrow. Right, like Zion could go for forty after what you said. Right, like fifty even. Do they deserve to make the postseason? Steph does. The rest of the team, I don't know. They can go. Yeah, home. and, and I'll, I'll say this before I get off. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Steph. He's been amazing. Um, he's the best player in the NBA to me, even better than LeBron. Here we go, LeBron fans. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's magical and he deserves to win a scoring title. So I hope that's one shining moment you know um to end the rest of the season and and hopefully they'll have a good summer and you know they can get the right pieces in but we just we just don't have the team 
just don't have the guys. Appreciate the call, Mike. All right. I don't even disagree with you there. I mean, it, ultimately, the talent has limitations. So we got to start there. But with that said, it's frustrating, man. Yeah, I mean, no. Steve Curry ain't fixing talent. He ain't, you know, as much as it's fun. Ricky, what's up, man? What's up? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. All right. So a couple of quick questions. Um, should Steph pull an Aaron Rodgers this offseason? And if LeBron was on this team, how many games into the season would Steve be jobless? Ooh, <laughs> Ricky, good questions. Um, I think Andy and I both agree that Steph needs to put a little pressure on them in the offseason. Can we agree there? Um, I, I don't need full LeBron, but I need some pressure being put on the front office. A, a little a little bit of a kick in, kick in the behind. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing. I think if LeBron was like, maybe Steve wouldn't be like three titles or three titles. Like he couldn't get Spo out of there, right? Spo's a winner. And so Steve's a winner. And But LeBron would have half this team shipped. I mean, uh, Wiseman wouldn't be on this team. Pick would be gone. Minnesota pick would be gone. Uh, everyone, right? Wiggins, a salary cap, he's gone. Uh, like everyone's gone outside of Clay and like maybe Draymond. So I that that would have happened already, and maybe that's a good thing that Steph hasn't had that happen yet. Maybe this off season's the move. That's why I agree with you, Sam. Yeah, I mean, all eyes to the off season, right? It's either it's either going to be good or uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll keep moving. Uh, Jamil, hello. what's up, man? I mean, you look at um, Anthony Edwards play, um, Lamella play. They don't have to worry about oh. When I do a mistake, the coach is gonna yank me out. But when we when Wiseman was playing, he had to always look over his shoulder, even Jordan Poole. But we got fucking baseball, a walking tsunami who has the green light to take mid-range jumpers that he airballs, then um he falls down, then he gets a technical. I mean they yell at everybody, but then they never yell at baseball. Like, that makes no sense. That makes no sense to me. And also, like, um, I, I, I don't know what to say. Um, um, this Raptors defense, um, the, the one in the finals, it seemed that, mm-hmm. that was the same defense Minnesota was playing. And we, we have no answer for it. For two years now, I've not, I've not seen no answer for that defense. Like, what's the answer to that defense? That's huh? a fair that's question, Jamil. I appreciate you. Hell of a point. So you want to take that? That's a hell of a, a, a point there about the coaching staff. I mean, yeah, the, the answer is always to just keep swinging the ball. But, like, I don't know that this is the roster that's capable of swinging the ball. Like, the easiest way to counter that would be to just try to space everyone out and get Steph in a one-on-one situation and let him take his man. Um, because I don't, I just don't think they have the passers to go, like, ping, 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 and then find Steph on a relocation versus a defense locked in like that. No. Um but, yeah, man, uh, on some level, I wish other players played with the confidence kept pace for me. <laughs> I, I, I think there is a point here to be made about having new voices in the coaching room. Uh, again, this is not so much a Steve Kerr thing, more of a let's get some innovation in here, right? They, they innovated the league. I mean, they, they blew up the league by being so innovative, you know, six years ago, seven years ago. Now, you want to do that again. And you can't do that if you don't have new voices, unless Steve Kerr has this, you know, unless he's this genius again where he's going to shake the league. But, you know, bring, bring in somebody new, bring in, bring in new staffs, right? Like years podcast. I'm like, bring in new guys that, that can help with that. And I don't know if they have those people in the room today. Yeah, they definitely need to take a look in the mirror and and figure out what needs to change because this this isn't working. It feels very stale and not just stale because of the talent, but like stale because of the ideas for management and coaching. All right, keep moving. Saksham, what's up, man? Yo, can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. <clears throat> so I'll just talk about three things. Um, first of all, the fund office. Um, I think they give... The I get I think they gave Curry and Draymond like one of the worst teams I can ever imagine. There's no shooting in this team, 
and there are no veterans and Steve Kerr always wants to play like a system, right? And but like you need smart players in the system. And the thing with Steve Kerr is never he's never gonna improvise. I feel like he does doesn't improvise, and um, that's cost us games. And my second point was about Wiggins. I I root for him. I I like him. I just wish he had that 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 I don't know the will to go and get it and do it. I feel like he could have been a top ten player in the NBA right now. So um, yeah, that's that's all. Do you like the uh, the Steve coaching point? Um, the thing I like about Kyle Shanahan, and and I think he's a a great coach to make that parallel real quick. Cause I, I think he's, he's the best at scheming, right? So I'm like, he, there's nobody better in the NFL. Right. People know that the, the one people question is, oh, do you, can you draft the right QB? Do you actually like Mac Jones? It turns out, no, uh, he makes quick adjustments, all that. It, it doesn't seem like Steve Kerr's that type of guy. He's more patient. I have a set system. I am great at managing egos, personalities, all that. It's like different strengths. Uh, right. But those may not matter as much to this Warriors team. Like, like maybe even like this Warriors phase. These next few teams, like that, those things might not. <laughs> someone, someone in the mentions says, "How old is Nelly?" Bring Nelly <laughs> back. I, I do agree with you. Yeah, I mean, Steve's strength is his is is personality management, but this team might need a little more innovation than just ability to manage personalities. <laughs> yeah. uh, keep moving, Mike oh, Mikus. Yeah, hello. Can anybody hear me? Oh, there you go. We can we can hear hello. you, Mike. What's going on, man? Well, I am drunk off of seltzers, which really ages nice. me to the rest of the, uh, which really nice. ages me to the rest of the chat. Uh, I have just watched the Dallas Cowboys draft an off-ball linebacker with off-field character issues. Very upsetting for that reason. Uh, you guys should have taken Mag Cowboys. Cowboys. Us, Cowboys so back. Pleased with all of you guys. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it going. Okay, well, I also had a five-leg parlay on the Warriors just beating the Timberwolves. Would have paid $800. But, of course, they lost to the <laughs> fucking Timberwolves because they are fucking awful. Um, my question is, is this the worst Third strike. Is this the worst coach team with a top-10 roster? Is this the worst – or not a top-10 roster, I'm sorry, a top-10 player on the roster. Is this the worst coach team? Because what I've been watching is the most insufferable play I've ever seen. They can't rebound. <laughs> they can't shoot. Michael Mulder needs to be shipped off to Kazakhstan. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. Every time there's an open shot, he can't even touch the rim. He can't even touch the rim. It bounces either off the backboard or misses the net entirely. I don't know what I'm watching, but when I watch this team play, I actually age and I'm closer to dying because I've seen them play basketball. So uh, I never thought that I could see Steph Curry's team be not fun and raise my blood pressure, like make my uh, blood glucose level because I'm a diabetic get higher and closer to death. But when I watch the Golden State Warriors, I feel closer to dying. So I don't know. I mean, how are we as common fans? Because that's who you guys are. You appeal to the common fan. How are we supposed to want to tune in and watch these last nine games? I mean, are we going to make this playoff or this play in when we have three games to play the Pelicans and they are three games back from us right now? Are we even going to make the playoffs? I know I'm a little drunk, so I guess maybe I'm emotional, but I I, I don't know how I'm going to tune in. I'm probably going to tune in on their next game and put money on them to win because I'm a fucking idiot, but that's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry for the connection issues. Love you guys. And uh, hope Mika, you don't, don't worry about it. Um, that was awesome. Well, this is this is definitely the least talented roster for any top 10 player in the league. Like, no one's, no one's questioning that. Now, worst coached? Um, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't say that the coaching has been a value add this year. I think we can. I think we can start there. <laughs> it's it's like. Do you think it's just kind of net neutral, or has it been a negative? Uh, I think Terry Stotts maybe you could throw out there. Like he's in a similar situation with Steve, where it's like he's a decent coach, had some success, but you know the team's not so great, and he's getting some blame. Um, but overall, I think the stuff with Steve is so. It's just if he just plays. Stuff more. This team wins more games. Like can, it, that's isn't that not that's not even like a scheme thing, Sam. <laughs> I feel like a lot of that stuff is 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 a is a belief thing. Some of the stuff you could you could argue belief. you could argue that stuff's starting to wear down from minutes though. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I like it's not like he's. I'm not. We're asking him to be Tom Thibodeau. 
Like I saw tonight, some people were, were saying like, oh, put him in at like 10 minutes. Well, I'm like, okay, like that's ridiculous. Right? Like don't put him in at 10 minutes left in the fourth. But Right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's keep moving. Juwan, what's up, man? I feel like you're, I feel like Juwan's about to come in with the voice of reason. Honestly, no. I've I've jumped off the I'm, I jumped off the deep end, boys. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. I, from a fan perspective, to be completely honest, I'm tired of the Steve Tur- Steve Kerr talk because it's been going on since December. Like it's been the same thing over and over and over. We bitched about the same thing and nothing changes. For me personally, my problem with this team is effort. Like, I shouldn't watch these dudes play and question, are they going their hardest? One of the reasons I love JTA so much is because he comes in, he busts his ass every time he plays. I go out there, I watch Draymond. Can't tell if he's trying hard or not. Dude had five fucking rebounds a night. Uh, I watch them get out-rebounded on the glass by 20 boards, 16, 20 offensive rebounds. It's a pure effort thing. and Like, we can't say, hey, these guys are on vet minimums and not expect too much out of them. And then also not criticize them for not busting their ass. Like, if you're on a vet minimum, you should be playing as hard as you fucking can every night, no questions asked. And I don't even want to get into Baysmore because that dude has the IQ of a rock. I, uh, <laughs> like, I do I agree with you. Um, I do agree with you on Juan Toscano Anderson. At this point, you might as well play him 40 minutes a night because at least he's going to – he might just change the momentum of the game by diving for a ball, right? Like, Amen. and and this and this team, like, I, I do think that's frustrating. Like, we know that they're at a talent gap many nights, but like Minnesota's not a team they're at a talent gap against. And Minnesota just played harder than them tonight. Minnesota had whether you want to say the fresher legs, they just they got to every ball. Like Kerr is mentioning rebounding, but like everything comes back to like your point, effort. Twenty three rebounds. That's how many different how many extra possessions did they have they had 15 extra possessions that's that's a game right there that's a game right there all right a couple more callers let me keep it going light tears what's up man (laughs) oh can you hear me sir um i'm just kind of like at this point i'm kind of like Coming back down to earth on my on my Warriors hate, especially Steve. Like, yeah, Steph should play more minutes, right? But like, I'm kind of on his side now because it's like, what what's the real end game here? Like, what we go to the playoffs, we win maybe one round, and then what's the real benefit that we get a worse pick? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. You get we get some experience, but now Wise was not even really going to get the experience for playoffs. I guess Wiggins gets some experience, but like I, I don't know, like what, what what's the point in him running stuff into the ground, or you know, Here, like here's showing the, his here's hand? The thing. Here's here's the thing, right? You want to have goals. What 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 do, what were your goals coming into the season for the Warriors? What did you think were were the most important things for you as a fan? I mean, really, I just wanted to. I, I really don't even know. I wanted I wanted Wiggins <laughs> to be good. I wanted Wiseman sure. to be good. Um, you know, you want Steph to come back looking the same. Um, before the draft, I wanted, I wanted Clay to come back looking good, but you know, mm-hmm. you know where that went. But I mean, in all honesty, I don't know what I was expecting. I was probably a little, a little. Well, I, was, I mean, I was way higher on them. I had them at like the fifth seed, but I mean, I don't know. Like at this point, it's like, what, what are we really going for anymore? What's the benefit of? So I feel like you're, I, th- I feel like you're hitting at what my frustration is, which is what are they building towards? Because it feels like, and this was my frustration with Wiseman the whole year. No one rational thought like James Wiseman's going to be, you know, an impact all-star, like what we think he can be in like four years. Right. But it did not feel like he was progressing throughout the season. And as I watched this team, I don't know that I've seen anything that matters going into next year other than maybe Jordan Poole, but like he's still inconsistent and he plays better when the coaching staff's away from him. And okay. JTA has shown he could be an energy guy off the bench, but have they found anything? Like, have they found anything that matters going into next year? That's where it's frustrating. That's where it's frustrating because it's like, we knew when clay went down, like their chances at doing anything special in the playoffs out the window. 
But like, I was hoping they'd find a couple of players who would matter next year when Clay comes back and maybe they have another off season. Light tears. Appreciate you. That was a good call. Keep it moving. Oh no. We got the legend coming up next. <laughs> Thanks buddy. You're very kind. How are you buddy? You good? I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know what? It, like the Warriors can't hurt me anymore. They've hurt me enough. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, Andy, uh, start backing up your mate too, mate. Don't go fucking missing when things get hard. He needs support every <laughs> night, mate. I need you more on here, mate. Yes, sir. Just to, fair enough. Fair enough. Just to, just to, just to answer that one, I'm going to give Andy a pass. Andy, Andy said like, I'm, I have plans that day, like a month and a half ago. It just <laughs> happened to coincide with. Uh, what was one of the more frustrating game slash live layer locker rooms? Like it, it's one of those coincidences. But with that oh, said, Andy, we... I'll, I'll let it slide, mate. It's, it's all <laughs> good, mate. My, Sam's got my back. <laughs> it, it's all good, mate. You could just do a cursed night and just talk about Rima. How it's, how it's, oh, it's just a different game now. So that that means we just don't fucking rebound. So it's all good. The lo- <laughs> locker room's different now, Andy. So you don't have to Andy, fucking join in. So it's all hey, right. Andy's, it's okay. Andy's, Andy's just following Kerr's lead. He's not chasing downloads. Oh. Oh, I, t- I told you, I told you, Sammy, they'd lose today. I had a bad feeling all week. We need some serious Sam sources about <laughs> what happened the last week and a half because the attitude of this whole fucking joint has gone down the toilet. There's no effort. There's no. The only guys diving for loose balls is JTA. Steph's just playing like a god, like he's got 37 in it. Oh, well done, Steph. There you go, mate. Here you go. We just lost to the fucking Wolves. Put that down your throat. And I. I just want to answer a couple of people that talk about like defending Kerr and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. But he's the face of the fucking franchise. This was all set in motion by that stupid quote at the start of the year. I'm sure, yeah, he's going to apologize, all that stuff. Yeah, that's fine. And it's all good for people to say, oh, well, he doesn't have the, he wants these right IQ players. He wants all this, wants that. Yeah, guess what? I want a night alone with Jewel Lipa, but it's not going to fucking happen. Reset <laughs> your expectations. Need to readjust. Like, it's just not happening. Like, there's no attitude. There's no. There's no. There's no effort. There's no. You know. There's no plan. Like you know how me, we were all talking the start of the year about, oh, you know, oh, if Giannis fucking gets the shits and wants out, or Bradley Bell. But what if that doesn't happen? What's the plan? Because at the moment you've got a guy there who's like, I just looked at the post game and Steph. Steph just looks like he just wants to like. He's just like, what the yeah. fuck am I supposed to yeah. do here? Like, I know. I know it's all fun and games. We're all going to laugh better, but. But we're going to be here in six months, and we're going to have the same locker room. It's going to be like, oh, well, Bradley Bill's staying with Russell Westbrook. Guess what, guys? We're going to develop again. People need a serious rocket up this fucking – Joey Lakeham needs to get on the phone, put a rocket up this fucking joint, and go, okay, guys, what's the story? Are we serious about winning or aren't we? And how appropriate – sorry, we'll finish with this. How appropriate is it next week? that the ABC ESPN coverage is the fucking Avengers because we're actually going to see what Steph's been dealing with all fucking year. So, I mean, I just, I, I'm just so upset, guys, and I'm upset for you guys because you guys slog all this content out and the team's not having a fucking go. Steph's having a go. Some of the guys are having a go, but you guys are the ones that are suffering and we're suffering. Let's get a plan in order and let's get it going. Cheers, boys. Be like. Luke, I appreciate you. You're cool. an absolute legend. Well done. I, I yeah. My thoughts are to who has to ever go after Luke. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, he's right. They need to. I, I think that's what makes Fitz so frustrating. Is everyone who watches this team knows that they need to like make serious changes going into next year, and Fitz is out here going like, Clay comes back, we back. No problems, you know. Yeah, it is state TV. I, it's it's kind of annoying. <laughs> I, I, I it is, and that's why I don't like. I like Fitz is fine when they're good. He's miserable when they're bad. Uh, quote here, uh, Sam for you. Steph said he and Draymond talked to the team post game about what they all must do, but the words will stay in the locker room. Steph said, ironically, Steph said this is not a dysfunctional team, but they need to work to prevent bad energy from night to night. That's not good. That sounds yeah, like a team that? that's a little, a little checked out. That's, um, yeah. I mean, Steph doesn't say that stuff if it's, uh, if it's not festering for him. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> that's, a, I don't know how to feel about that, but yes, he does seem. That's not an. That's not a happy person. Uh, Steph has played extremely well in the stretch. He's played well enough to be an MVP candidate. He's not going to win the MVP, nor does he, nor should he win the MVP. But no, all, all the. 
Yeah, all that matters is he's playing at that level. And he's yes. playing at that level, but you should not, under any circumstances, one, lose by 40 uh, to the Dallas game in a must-win, two, lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves after that in back-to-back games. That is what lottery teams do. That's what the Cleveland Cavaliers do. I don't know what the hell is going on if you're doing Yes, we hold ourselves player. to higher standards than Cleveland here. <laughs> so, All right, we're going we're gonna to get through a couple calls, and then we're going to call right. it a night. Appreciate everyone. Let's go to Larry. Larry, what is up? Larry, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. I hope you can hear me. I, I want to thank you, you guys because you I sound was, loud and clear. I was making dinner, and so I didn't get to watch the game. And now I saw Steph with 37. I thought, oh, I'll watch a little bit of it. But now I know I don't need to do any of that. <laughs> I just think that if you go all the way back to KD deciding to leave, I think it had a little bit to do with uh, Kerr and a little bit, or a whole lot to do with Draymond. But are, we've got bad contracts everywhere. How do you get rid of Wiggins? How do you get rid of uh, of uh, Draymond? Because honestly, how many shots has he taken in the last week? I think I took more, and I, I barely play basketball. <laughs> and oh, I thought I thought you were, I thought you were talking about like uh, bourbon or, or vodka. Yeah, there you go. Well, and 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 I made a very nice dinner, by the way. You should look up the Grand Central Station Oyster Bar. Uh, pan roast and everybody make it it's like six ingredients you can make it yourself it's awesome anyway but having said that uh we're on the wrong path name one player that you've seen develop because of coaching this year on the on the warriors i can't name one and that to me is a failure of not just kerr but the entire coaching staff and so we need big changes here. And it, it, I really hope, and this is going to be blasphemous, but I hope they trade Steph because he needs oh. to be in a place where he can win more chips. And you know what? Ooh. I'm a Warriors fan since 1975. Ooh. I remember that season. Rick Barry was better than anybody on this call knows. And the next year when we lost, we lost because he got in a fight with Ricky Sobers. In game seven against the Suns, and none of the Warriors players liked him enough to help him. So in the entire second half, he didn't take a shot. So oh, he really is Suns. like it, I, I have yeah. to be. I have to be honest with you. Rick Barry was before my time, and everyone I know who watched him play always said he's the closest thing you'll see to Kobe Bryant in terms of play yeah. style. And that sounds like the most Kobe story I've ever heard. So, but as a three, he was sitting in the three, but that's true. You know, a little bigger. He was a great if, guys. If you want to have some fun, go look up some Rick Barry highlights and don't miss the ABA because he played like seven or eight years of his prime in the ABA. He came to the Warriors on the downside of his career. Cause he started with the Warriors and then came back. Wow. Okay. Anyway, enough, well, enough of that, but uh, <laughs> I really appreciate this, this, uh, podcast and everybody who talks i just want to thank you all for entertaining me uh, on a regular basis larry appreciate you calling in i do think yeah i think larry's hitting at the larger point which is commit to a direction yeah mortgage the future and go all in around stuff or let him go now if it's up to me and if it's up to me and i have a feeling most people listening to this would agree mortgage the hell out of the future because you don't get a player like Steph Curry on your roster every draft. Even if you're picking two overall, as we're seeing, you don't get that. It's worth it. Even if it means when Steph retires, we have to deal with like three years of just whatever the hell the Houston Rockets are doing right now. Worth it. Worth it. You don't get a guy like you. Do you really want to sell his prime to be smart? Because that's what's going on here. It's like we're trying to be smarter than everyone. I would rather just go all in for the next three years and then just, you know what, pay the, we'll pay the bill when it's time. I, uh, yes, I, I also, I, I enjoy Larry calling in. I, we have, uh, you know, people listen to the podcast, you know, after we post it, it's not just locker room. And I like it when people that aren't, uh, that have more uh, TV time, you kind of remind me of like Ricky G except sober, right? Like off the coke. So it's just people that actually uh, <laughs> watch the games before our time. Like, I have no idea what he was talking about. He was talking about Rick Barry. You know, I never watched them. 29 years old. 
So that, that was cool. I encourage people who uh, um, you're gonna hold on to that. You're gonna hold on. You're gonna hold on to that 29 for the next four months. I know you. You're just, <laughs> you're just gonna deny deny it because it's coming, buddy. It's coming. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, a couple more callers, and then we will call it a night. Yo, Sam, Andy, what's up, guys? John, how you doing, man? Oh yeah, that's it's fine. You know, it, the the Warriors are a bad team, and it kind of echoes some of the Larry Coon stuff. You know, for the fans who have been around longer than you know Steph's tenure, or even remember the beginning of Steph's tenure when we sucked ass, um, or even before the We Believe stuff when we sucked ass. Um, that these things come in ebbs and flows, and right now this is a bad team, and it's a bad team that's. There for unfortunate reasons, injuries, somewhat ro- poor roster construction. But we keep hearing people say, like, who have we developed? You know, I wouldn't say that Poole has developed this year. I would say that JTA maybe not giving credit for development because he hasn't played that much. But we found that he, could, he he's an NBA player. So you found some things from this year. You saw glimpses of Weissman. You're going to get you, – we are a lot of team. Why? By, by reason of only having Minnesota's pick. We were most definitely a lottery team. And unfortunately, we were playing like it's so our own darn pick's going to be a lottery pick. You know, right? And so I think, I think it's really clear where the direction of the team is. It's we're, we're, we're in this middle ground where we have an aging team. If you go and sell out all in and then Steph goes down with another injury, we are more screwed because then you can't recover from it. Right? So that's why they're playing it halfway. And I don't think it's a bad strategy to play it halfway. It's just really, really frustrating as a fan. It it just sucks, and I feel bad for everyone here. And like, hey, we'll get through it. Hopefully, Clay comes back awesome next year. Everyone, keep your spirits up. We weren't going to do squad in the first round, anyways, right? We probably were going to get floored and be even more upset, you know, a month from now. So maybe we get spared that, and we don't even have to deal with this playoff thing. We get a better pick. All right, I'm out. John, appreciate it. Strong call. Good energy. Um, yeah. I mean, look, man. All we. I'm going to speak for myself first. I just want to see him make a little noise so it makes people want to come play for the Warriors. That's the big thing for me. I want Steph to make some noise to make people, to make players go like, hey, man, that's still a dude I want to play with. That's my main incentive here. I don't think that like Steph's going to be able to sh- score 80 points a game and then win a title this year. You know? Like, maybe, maybe, you know, a few cocktails in, I can talk myself into that, but like realistically, no. (laughs) I think, I think a lot of our our podcast in in this season is really to help people get through, like everybody, everybody's worst fans. Nobody's moving it. We're not LeBron fans, right? We're not going to be a different, we're not going to be different fans of a different fan. Andy's, Andy's, Andy's not tweeting out my favorite team is Steph. You know, yeah, he's, he's, right. he's a Warrior fan, you know, it's, so it's, I, there's a, there's a little different. <laughs> so I think part of what we're trying to do is we're trying to give a voice and, and, and just kind of help people through uh, just the shitty season and, and kind of, it's, it's all right to be angry about it. I think that's another thing I get kind of annoyed about, right, Sam? It's like, Hey, it's okay to be angry about this team. That, that's pretty normal. Cause that's, that's what being a fan is, right? It's cool to be mad about Steve Kerr after a bad loss. If you say Steve Kerr needs to be fired, I think that's cool. I mean, like, does he actually need to be fired? Like, probably not. But can you feel that way that night? I think yes, absolutely. Because that's what it means to be a fan. I think, like, that's what's cool about the NFL. Like, you get some crazy-ass people out there, right? It's soccer, right, as I'm learning uh, with Arsenal TV. I'm watching clips every night because these guys are crazy. I think, like, same thing with Warriors fans. Like, the best fans, like, it's cool to be crazy. And I think that's – that's uh, uh, I don't even know where I'm going. No, I agree with I you. I agree like, with you. They need, they need, yeah, they need to be more of that. People should be okay with feeling that way. I agree. All right, we're going to last call of the night. We're going last to call. Saeed. My guys, can you hear me? Saeed, oh. we can hear you. What's up, my man? What's happening, guys? Listen, I got two things. First thing, I just want to see Steph make the playoffs. I don't want to hear anybody yeah. on Twitter or these ESPN guys say Steph can lead this team, blah, 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 blah. I'm not down for that. I'm not down to hear. We all know Steph is a goat. Steph's the beast. I'm really not down to read through all these tweets and all that. Secondly, uh, we got eight games or nine games left. We got the Rockets. Kevin Porter just dropped 50 on the Bucks. We got the Pelicans back-to-back. And then OKC, my guy Lou Dort, is healthy. So what are your t- what are your guys' take for the next five, six games? And what's going to happen? I mean, no chance. Say, but, the game. say that. Appreciate you calling in. 
Um, they should go like seven and two. They will probably go five and four. You know, like I, I, I don't even know what else to say. Like they have the opportunity to get up to thirty-eight wins and be kind of a, a you know, make up uh, some ground because it's a soft schedule. But like we've watched this team all year. They're going to win a couple of good ones and they're going to throw it back up, back at your face. Every, it's just nonstop clockwork, uh, clockwork all season long. Um, so I, you know, I, I can't, I can't get, that's why I can't get too mad at it. And like watching this game, like I was frustrated, but not like it's, it's what we've seen all season long. Hey, by the way, one more note, little, little, uh, little happy note for us. Uh, one more Trey, Trey, uh, Trey Lance. You know who I think of him as? Watch like two minutes of, of clip, Sam. Looks like a can looks like a Cam Newton with accuracy to me. You know, that that's an MVP right there. I cannot just, wait. Just uh Tom Brady with uh four three speed, right? That's <laughs> what so we're going at, right? That's so, what he looks like to me. Just <laughs> just throw in the most ridiculous superlatives like the Warriors did with, with Wiseman, you know, it's like reminds me of Giannis and uh and David Robinson mixed together. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss Wiseman's flashes. I, that that is uh, it's we miss that. And hopefully he gets healthy and we see some more of that next season if he's still on the team. So that's that's another maybe guys want some Wiseman highlights. Maybe that'll feel, make you, make us all feel better. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we're gonna end this room. Appreciate you all. Pod me up more.